purpose. I want to go quickly to the word of the Lord. Uh, greetings to all of you that are watching over the internet. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you from God our Father. You can join us in the word of God as we go to the book of Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 7 through 10. Genesis chapter number 3, verse number 7 through 10. Glory to God. I was going to say it's my custom to stand for the reading of the word, but when I looked up, you were all standing. Yeah, there's no greater respect than to respect God's word. Amen. We will catch this midstream in the midst of an altercation between kingdoms, a conflict that resulted in the fall of man and human depravity being innate in all of the descendants of Adam. But here in the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse number 7 we will step into the original conflict through which the problems that we deal with today have erupted. Everything that we are dealing with today in our personal lives, in our marital lives, in our economic lives, in our spiritual lives, in our social lives is in some way affected by the text I'm about to read to you. The book of Genesis is called the book of Genesis because it is the book of beginnings. Everything is rooted in the book of Genesis and it is here that God unveils for us his strategy, his plan, his purpose for redemption. But it all starts in Genesis. Everything starts somewhere. Say that with me. Everything starts. You may have been praying about the fruit of the problem when you ought to have been praying about the root of the problem. Amen? We're dealing with the superficial disorders and dysfunctions, but down at the root is where we've got to pull it up by the root in order to get the breakthrough that we need. Somebody who loves him, say amen. amen. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Have you hidden yourself? I, I want to go back to the seventh verse. Go back to the seventh verse. Is that Michael Stampley on the front row? And his lovely wife? Somebody say amen. amen. I feel better now. If I don't preach good, he can sing. I'll get out of this all right. And the eyes of them both were open. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed thick leaves together. And made themselves aprons. And they sewed 
fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. That's all I really need. I read the rest of it for your entertainment. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. For the next few moments, I want you to remain standing. I'm going to pray with you. But for the next few moments, I want to talk to you from the subject, Satan had me in stitches. Satan had me in stitches. Look at somebody and say, Satan had me in stitches. Tell your other neighbor, Satan had me in stitches. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us tonight as we go on this mission to unearth your truth out of your word. Speak out of the volume of the book, O oh God, that we might hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church right now. Release your glory in such a way that we are blessed and that we are challenged and most importantly that we are changed by the word of God. I thank you in advance for what you're about to do. Have your way in this place. In Christ's mighty name we pray. Somebody who loves him, shout amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. These are interesting times we're living in indeed. There are times that try our souls in mysterious ways. I must confess that we don't have the conflicts that our grandparents and great-grandparents did. We don't have the obvious obstacles to the degree that our forefathers did. We, don't, we have more conveniences than they could have ever imagined. In fact, in spite of the turbulence and the conflict, we have more opportunities than our grandparents and great-grandparents would have ever imagined. Regardless to your ethnicity or background, if you look back in your family tree, most of us are in some way better off than those who went before us. Everything is easier than it used to be. It's easier to cook for the few people left that still do it. Amen. It's, e it's easier to clean. Everything comes instant. It's automatic. It's easier to travel than it's ever been. You can be here today and you can be in Europe in the morning. You can move anywhere at any time, in any way, in any place and accomplish whatever needs to be done. Don't worry. Stay with me. They've got it. Uh, whatever needs to be done in speed and in haste. And yet, in spite of all of these conveniences and all of these opportunities and all of the things that God has made possible for us, we seem to be less happier than we've ever been, less fulfilled than we've ever been. We have more ways to communicate. I don't need another thing. I got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. Telescope, Interscope, Discope, Rescope. I don't need another way to communicate with anybody at any time in any way. If another thing beeps in my pocket, I'm going to go absolutely crazy. We are more connected than we've ever been before, and yet we are more lonely. How can we have all of these people following us and all of these friends and all of these likes and all of these people and yet at the end of the day there is secret loneliness and despair at dimensions that we have never seen before. I would to God, I'd like to say that it's not in the church, but it also exists in the church too. There's a certain degree of stress and pressure and fatigue that is on us. Never before in the history of this country have we ever seen such tiredness, even amongst young people. 20 years old and tired. 
30 years old and got a backache. 18 years old and can't get out of the bed. I've never seen people wake up tired like they do today. I'm not talking about tired at the end of the day. I'm talking about waking up tired. We are spending more money to buy pseudo forms of happiness. We're taking all types of medications and all types of technology and all types of pills and all types of vitamins. Our, our, we, we don't, our medicine cabinets cannot hold all the stuff that we are taking just to survive. Talk to me, somebody. We spend $34 billion a year on sleep. $34 billion a year in America alone just trying to go to bed. The notion of eight hours of sleep is so rare and so seldom that hardly anybody gets it. It is a huge industry. All types of money is spent trying to just go to bed in the evening. I was thinking about Michael Jackson and, 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 and at his death, some, some people say that he had $7 million, but now the IRS is reporting that he had over a billion dollars of assets, a billion, a billion dollars, a billion. I just want to say that again, a billion. I want that to... How could you have one billion dollars worth of assets, Mercedes and Rolls Royces and people to do everything for you, to fold everything and cook everything and clean everything and do everything, and he could do everything except sleep. Sleep, something poor folks can do. Sleep, something anybody can do. And yet with all of this money, $34 billion spent in this country, $1 billion perhaps owned by one person, and we still cannot go to bed. What has happened to us, America, that we have lost the ability to rest? I want to explore that with you tonight. And I want to suggest that some of the turbulence is not coming from the outside. It's not coming from guns going off in the middle of the night. It's not coming from bombs bombing in our neighborhood. It's not coming from that type of external stress. But we have pressure on the inside of such mammoth proportions that we are not able to cut it off at night enough to even go to bed. We go to bed worried. We get up worried. You're tired in the morning because you've been wrestling all night in your sleep. Worried about what could happen, what might happen, what would happen. What do people think? What are they saying? What are they doing about us? We have all kinds of stress today. And even when we come to church, we come to church and as we get dressed for church, most of us rich up and we put on our clothes, our shirts, our ties, or our dresses, or pocketbooks, or what have you. And we also put on a face, a game face. And we come into the house of the Lord grinning. And we can't really get the medication or the medicine or the ministry that we need because we are more concerned about image. Oh, it's going to be tough tonight. We are more concerned about looking like we're fitting in and looking like we're part of the game than really getting what God has for you. It is not God's will for you to be miserable, secretly stressed out, filled with fatigue. It is not God's will for you to have emptiness and loneliness and be barren in your soul and in your spirit. It is not God's will for you to act like you have joy and act like you have peace and act like you have power. He said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. He didn't say, I come that you might have church. He said, I come that you might have life 
And yet church people have a tendency to take church as a medication in lieu of having life. Jesus didn't say, I come that you might have choirs. I come that you might clap your hands. I come that you might have church. I come that you might have a fraternity. He said, no, I'm concerned about you as an individual and as a person. I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I do not believe that it's God's will for us to spend so much time trying to make a living that we don't have any energy to have a life. Yet few can say that they have missed the maze, that they have avoided the mayhem, that they've totally stepped apart from it. Some kind of way we find ourselves sucked into the vortex of getting up and running all day and going to bed late at night with all kinds of voices and all kinds of opinions and all kinds of ideas bombarding our soul until we are constantly up under attack and we can't even see the enemy. Let's go back to the beginning and understand that God with loving care, with the care of a mother and a father, he forms man from the dust of the earth and breathes into him the breath of lives, Zoe, the breath of lives, multiplicity, the breath of lives. He breathes you and your children and your grandchildren and your children's children's children, the breath of lives, and he became a living soul, Hebrew phonetics, he became aware of himself. And walked around into a prepared place. God had prepared the place before he created the man. God didn't create the man and then say, oh, he's going to need a place. Everything that he needed to sustain himself was there in the garden. He didn't even have to have a hole, a rake, or a shovel. The garden was self-sustaining so that it would maintain itself. And when everything was perfect, God stood back and said, that was good and very good. He didn't rest until everything, all the fruits of the garden and all of the waters from the Euphrates were flowing toward the direction of the garden of Eden. He didn't rest until the sun would rise at a particular time and go down in the evening. He didn't rest until the sea would come to the shore and back away to the same dimension that his word said it would. He didn't rest until the stars were decorating the heavens. He didn't rest until blossoms were coming out full of fruit and plenty. He didn't rest until fruit was growing on the ground. He didn't rest until bees were making honey. He didn't rest until grain was growing up out of the field. He didn't rest until the climate was just conducive for man to survive. He didn't rest until I, look at how much God spent in making everything perfect. And the only thing he said was not good. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. And then he took his son and put him to sleep and said, you are so much like me that everything you need is already inside of you. And he reached inside of him and pulled the woman out of the man. And Adam woke up and said, whoa, man. Check that out. Let me check that out. Let the men say amen. And everything was wonderful. He put him in a spiritual utopia that was already self-sustaining and maintained, needed no maintenance, needed no preparation, needed no fixing, needed no rehabbing, needed no modeling. And then God says, okay, I'm going to chill. And he goes into his rest. And all man has to do is walk around being cool. Just, just being cool. He doesn't have to work. He doesn't have to sweat. He doesn't have to labor. I hate Adam. 
when I get to heaven, just before I walk through the gate, I'm going to slide. <laughs> Everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. And there was rest in the heavens. The Almighty took a rest. The creator of the universe took a rest. He who sits on the circle of the earth took a rest. He whose throne is the heavens and the earth is his footstool took a rest. He who spat out the seven seas took a rest. He who sustains all things by the word of his power took a rest. He which is and was and is to come took a rest. He, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the wonderful counselor, the I am of Israel took a rest. Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah, Sikhanu, Rohi, and manna took a rest. The all-sufficient one, the breasted one, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the kinsman, redeemer, the day star took a rest. Rested from his labor. And God is in a rest and man is too and everything is perfect between heaven and earth we will later learn through Jesus that this is the intent of the father thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven that earth would reflect what is going on in heaven that if there is no death in heaven there should be no death in the earth if there is no sickness in heaven there should be no sickness in the earth if there is no killing in the heavens there should be no killings in the earth if there is love in in heaven there should be love in the earth that the earth was meant to reflect what was going on in heaven and so when God rested Adam rested and there was rest and here comes the slithering crawling malicious acrimonious Satan the serpent slithering in trying to disturb the rest as he was then so is he now trying to disturb your rest. He's not after your car. He cannot drive. He doesn't need your house. He doesn't want to stay in that little place you're living in. He's not after your car. He's not after your house. He's not after your children. Don't nobody want those children. He is not after your children. He is after your rest. He is after your peace. He is after your contentment. He is after your joy. And anything else he disrupts is just a tool that he's using to upset your rest. But somebody in this church tonight ought to be angry enough to reach up and snatch it back down and say, I'm taking my rest back. God has created man perfectly and completely. He is altogether lovely, lacking absolutely nothing. He is fine. He needs nothing. He is naked. His wife is naked. They are not ashamed. There are no, nothing else that God created is trying to make clothes or shoes or hats or pocketbooks or anything. Everything is walking around just as God created it and it is fine until Satan comes along. And all of a sudden he suggests to Adam that there is something wrong with you. In the fall, Adam's eyes open in the disobedience of being a partaker of the forbidden fruit. In the process of sin, his eyes are opened up and all of a sudden he sees that he is naked. And in the process of seeing that he is naked, the first thing that we learn is that he sees that he is naked and he decides to fix himself up. 
how much of your effort is spent fixing yourself up. I won't even touch how much we spend fixing up the outside, augmenting the obvious, accentuating what we have. I won't even touch how much is spent fixing ourselves up on the outside, but I will touch how much we spend fixing ourselves up on the inside, trying to control what we say and what we do and how we act, trying to shape and reshape ourselves so that we can fit in with other people, so people will like us, so that they will accept us, fixing yourself up until you don't even know who you are. You have changed yourself so many times, trying to live up to the expectations of people that you have lost sight of your original self I want to suggest to you tonight that Jesus didn't die for neither did he come to save who you pretend to be he wants to save and die for who you really are glory to God touch your neighbor and tell him it's time for me to be myself it's time for me to be myself. But many people cannot be themselves because they cannot find themselves because like Adam, they have hid themselves. They have hid who they really are. They have hid what they wanted to be. They have hid what they wanted to do. Most of us have spent more energy in what we had to do than what we were created to do. We have spent all of our energy responding to other people's expectations of who we are and we keep stitching up different kinds of things to cover ourselves up and saying, how you like me now? And then we stitch something else, how you like me now? And you change this about yourself and you change that about yourself and you change the other about yourself and when you get through changing you still got haters you still got imitators you still got critics you still got people if you cut your hair off you should have kept it long if you let it be long you should have cut it off if you wear makeup you got too much on if you take it off you need to do something about your face at the end of the day people are never satisfied sooner or later you get to the point that you get tired of stitching this and that and the other trying to fit in and you say I am tired of all of this stuff can I get a witness in the house just one witness at the end of the day the demands are endless the expectations are endless you keep changing yourself. You want to dress a certain way at work. You want to dress a certain way at church. You want to present yourself a certain way. You have changed who you are so much that you have lost yourself. How in the world did you end up lost? And the Almighty gets up, wakes sleep out of his eyes, breaks his rest, and the voice of the Lord starts walking through the cool of the garden. And the God who has all the answers now asks a question, where are you? I wonder tonight, is God looking for you? Amidst all the stuff you stitched on and put on and painted on and sewed on it, change the way you walk and change the way you ride, smiling when you don't want to smile, crying when you don't want to cry. I'm wondering if God isn't walking up and down your life saying, where are you? Not deacon you, not elder you, not minister you, not pastor you, not preacher you. I didn't come to save who you pretend to be. I came to save her. Adam, where are you? Touch seven people and tell them he's looking for you. 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 
He's looking for you. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. He's looking for you. He will not bless your image. He will not bless your facade. He will not bless your title. He will not bless your, 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 your anything but you. He's after you. He's after you. He's after you. God's got a blessing, but he's looking for you. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you beneath all this stuff you put on? is looking for you not who you've had to be not who people wanted you to be not who circumstances left you to be God is looking for you he's got a blessing with your name on it but if you take all them other people's names off of you so that God can find you he is looking for you God has a blessing for you tonight where are you tonight God has a blessing for you a healing for you a deliverance for you a joy for you a peace for you a power for you not your church face God is looking for you God is looking for a real praise not a fake praise not a conjured praise not a manufactured praise not a praise because people are looking at you not a praise because you like to dance God is looking for a gratitude to come up and out of your heart that is original that is authentic that is absolutely you not what you stitched on patched on sold on faked on it's time to strip all of that down and come before him naked and not ashamed and lift your hands and lift your voice and lift your mouth and give him an authentic praise can i hear an authentic The more you get down, ladies and gentlemen, to yourself, the more God is going to bless you. The more you get tired of all of the images and all the accruements that you have added to yourself, the more God is going to open up the windows of heaven and bless you. This is a message tonight for somebody who is sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're saying, I'm tired of playing games. I'm tired of going through a form and a fashion. I'm tired of fake smiles, fake people, fake friends fake followers, fake supporters I'm tired, I want something real, I want something authentic, I, whatever it takes for me to live my second half better than my first half I'm ready to do it tonight I don't care if it's not but 10 people I want 10 radical people who don't care what anybody thinks about them to open your mouth and give God My God, my God, I feel glory in this place. My God, my God, I feel anointing in this place. My God, my God, I feel God walking up and down these houses saying, where are you? You ought to start pulling off everything that everybody put on you and get ready for the blessing. It's looking for you now. Give it. Sit with me, sit with me. I'm just talking to you. And so, when God finds Adam, Adam 
has added to what God has created, stitched on some extra stuff to fix himself up as if how God made him was not enough. And there he is. He was standing in blessings, but now he's standing in stitches. He was standing in success, now he's standing in stitches. He was standing in victory, now he's standing in stitches. He was standing in honor, now he's standing in stitches. Stitches that are a result of stress, anxiety, depression. The stress, am I enough? Am I enough? How do I look to you? The anxiety of wonder what tomorrow will bring and the depression that is the inevitable result of pressing down who you are until you are depressed. And God walks up on him and says, what you got on? When I left you, you weren't like this. When I created you, you weren't like this. When I created you, you weren't afraid to love. Wow. When, when, when I created you, you were not afraid to give. When I created you, you were not afraid to be creative. When I created you, you weren't smothering down your gifts and talents. When I created you, you were being fruitful. You were flourishing. You were productive. You were effective. What have you got on? Why have you covered yourself until you have hid yourself? And I came looking for yourself. Not what you sowed, yourself. I did not get up and come walking down here to look at what you sowed. I wasn't asking for fig leaves. I was looking for you, you have changed so much that you have hidden yourself. I died for you. I'm coming back for you. I saved you. I shed my blood for you. Everything around you was for you. I created it for you. I don't need stars. I don't need sun. I don't need moon. I don't need mountains. I created all of this for you. And now you are wearing it when it should be wearing you. How in the world did you seek refuge from something lesser than yourself. Why are you stitched in something lesser, looking to a lesser thing to cover a greater thing? 
Why? Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Why are you reaching to others to cover you who don't even have what you have to work with? What are you doing in these titches? You have covered the greater with the lesser. And all the while you were stitching it, everything you were stitching was dying while you were sewing it. You, everything you stitched, everybody you reached after, everything you went after to cover you was dying while you were putting it together. And you spent 10, 20, some 30 years stitching together things that were withering while you were putting it together. No wonder you're exhausted. No wonder you're unhappy. No wonder you have no joy. No wonder you have no peace. Look at what you're working with. You, the greater thing, is sitting up here stitching the lesser thing, looking for something lesser to cover you. Don't you understand who you are? Cut out of all of that stuff. I got a plan for your life. I got something I want to do in your life. Adam! Why has Satan left you? In stitches. You see, the mystery of the fig leaves is that the dying man is sowing dying leaves to cover up his death. And the problem with us is that the dying people keep trying to look to dying people to save us. Broken people trying to find comfort from broken people. Don't you see that what you're snatching after is withering while you're snatching it? Don't you understand that the greater is being covered by the lesser? Why has Satan left you in stitches? You say you're in love. I say you're in stitches. In stitches. Busy. Working. Trying to make something work that is worse off than you. Reaching after it, pulling it together, stitching it, holding it together. You're worn out at 30, worn out at 25, worn out, worn out, worn out because you're trying to stitch everything together, stitch the house together, stitch the job together, stitch the church together. Don't you know my church is not built on you? I don't need you to hold my church together. I had a church before your grandmother met your granddaddy. I don't need you to hold it together. What are you doing, Adam? Why has Satan left you in stitches? Trying to make everybody in the family obey what you had in mind. And never really realizing that you're hurting too. And there you are, busy, trying to hold it together. And then Adam confesses, I heard thy voice. I did, I heard you. I heard your voice. I was naked. Therefore, I was afraid. Therefore, I hid myself. I heard your voice, but I was naked. I was afraid. 
I hid myself. I wonder who you would be if you weren't afraid. I'm gonna let that soak. I'm gonna ask you, I wonder who you would be if you were not afraid. I wonder what you would do if you were not afraid. I wonder what you would build if you were not afraid. I wonder what you would accomplish if you were not afraid. What are you hiding? God says, I came looking for you and I can't find you because you are in stitches. I heard that voice. I was afraid because I was naked. I hid myself. And then God says, who told you? Who told you you were naked? Who told you that how I made you was not enough? Who told you that you were not acceptable? Why are you doing this in the first place? Adam, why are you covering yourself? Who could see you anyway? Ain't nobody in the story but your wife and the one who created you. Are you so unhappy with yourself that you cannot stand to see yourself? Have you twisted yourself into something you like because you don't like what I created? Why are you all dressed up in religion? You're so busy being a church woman. You're so busy being politically correct. Don't you know when I called you, I called you because you were radical and now you're fitting in. I called you because you were different and now you're just like the rest of them. I called you because you were creative. I called you because you were special. Where are you? Come out. Snatch your name and tell them, come out of them leaves. This is a season that God wants to bring you out of your leaves. This is a season that God wants to stir you up. This is a season that God is calling you out of your fear. This is a season that God is raising up somebody that will dare to be different. He don't need another preacher acting like another preacher. Come out of your thick leaf and be yourself. Somebody give him a radical praise in this. somebody and tell them get yourself back get yourself back get yourself back get your uniqueness back get your personality back get your creativity back get your passion back get your personality back it's time for you to get it back it's time for you to come out of all of this stuff people have put on you slap somebody and tell them come out of your stitches Come out, come out, come out wherever you are. Come out, come out wherever you are. If you're ever going to do it, you got to do it right now. I want to call you out of everything that everybody put on top of you. Tonight is your night for a breakthrough. Open your mouth and give God a praise.
of you have been delivered from a lot of things. Some of you have been delivered from cocaine. Some have been delivered from cracker. Some have been delivered from drugs. Some have been delivered from prescription drugs. Some have been delivered from alcohol. But tonight you're going to have your greatest deliverance. God's going to deliver you from people. Run over to three people and slap them and tell them, get your courage back. Get your courage back. Get your courage back. Tonight is the breakthrough night. Get your courage back. Get your courage back. Get your strength back. Stand flat-footed on your own two feet. And say, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. Get your courage back. God made you an original. Stop imitating everybody. Come out, come out wherever you are. The Lord sent me to Denver to call you out. I don't know who I'm preaching to. You might be on the internet, but God said, come out wherever you are. He's looking for you. He's looking for your joy. He's looking for your song. He's looking for your praise. God is looking for you. Where are you? Make some noise in this. your neighbor I'm coming out of this stuff it's slowing me down it's holding me down it's weighting me down it's messing me up tonight is my night my God I'm about to feel like preaching in this place tonight tell him I'm coming out of this stuff I don't know who I'm preaching to. I don't know why the Lord wanted me to be here tonight. But whoever God sent me here for, God said he's got a blessing with your name on it. He's got a blessing with your name on it. He showed it to you in dreams. He showed it to you in visions. And you've been wondering, why is it taking so long? God told me to tell you the only reason it's taking so long is that he can't give it to who you pretend to be. He's waiting for you to be yourself. Find yourself tonight. And God said, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive whoever I'm preaching to. Be radical. Be different. Be special. Be unique. And when you do, God's going to send you a blessing that your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. For the next three minutes, I want the radical people to give God a radical praise. You got two minutes to be yourself. You got a minute and a half. Come out of your stitches. Come out of your stitches. Tonight is your night. You got a minute. Take them stitches. Yes, 
Yes, yes. Run across the aisle and tell your neighbor I'm coming out of it. Tell your neighbor across the aisle I'm coming out of it. Ready or not, here I come. Like me or not, here I come. Talk about me, but here I come. Come on, open your mouth, 15 seconds. Your camouflage. Your camouflage is all the stuff you put on you so that you would fit into your environment. Camouflage is when a greater thing takes a lesser thing so that he will fit in something that is beneath him. I didn't make you a leaf. I didn't make you a bush. I didn't make you a tree. I made you a man. Why would you get something lesser than you and try to hide yourself in camouflage? Lord have mercy God. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in here. I want you to get in the spirit and just start taking stuff off of you. Just start taking it off. Every weight, every sin, every burden, every care. I'm coming out of it tonight. I'm going back to the basics. I'm going back to myself. I'm going back to my praise. I'm going to get my happy back. I'm going to get my joy back. I'm going to get my contentment back. I'm taking it off. I'm taking it off. I'm stripped to my joy. Oh my God, I feel something about to happen in this place. Some people are hidden by what you snatch to yourself. But some of them are not in camouflage. They're chameleons. A chameleon will turn into whatever's around him. One minute you're quiet, the next minute you're the life of the party. One minute you're trying to be studious and intellectual, and the next minute you're trying to be rowdy, you turn into whatever the situation mandates, and you have turned into so many things that you have lost yourself camouflage chameleons have left you number three in chaos chaos in your sleep chaos driving to work don't you understand your problem is not your job it's not your spouse you remember those horror movies where they get those calls and the girl would be talking on the phone and she thought that the enemy was outside and halfway through the movie she would find out 
He said, the enemy is in the house. Touch your neighbor and tell them the enemy is in your house. It's the voices in your head. It's the voices that keep speaking to you in the middle of the night. That's why you can't sleep at night. You got too much communication going off in your head. But God said he's going to strip it off of you tonight. Tonight is your night for a breakthrough. You're not going to need therapy. You may not even need medication. Tonight is your night to strip off everything that got placed on you. So that you can get down to somebody that God can bless. Run over and slap your name and tell them God's got a blessing for you blessing for you he's got a blessing for you he's got a blessing for you if he could recognize you he could bless you he saved you before they wrote on you the you before they molested you the the you before they divorced you. The you before they neglected you. He saved you. You. He has a purpose for you. Not who you've had to be. Not who you have become. He is looking for you. Adam. Where art thou? And Adam says... The damning phrase, I hid myself. Have you ever hid something and then couldn't remember where you? I thought it was just me. I can hide stuff so good that I can't find it. And I'm looking all over the house, trying to remember. Where did I? When Jesus came looking for Lazarus, he had one request. Show me where you laid him down. Show me where you hid him. It's the same thing. Who told you? You were naked. How did you get off track from who I saved? Have you let these people turn you into something? You mean you let your ex-husband leave you like that? I didn't create you bitter. I did not create you angry. I did not create you vindictive. Satan left you in stitches. You're not praising God with what's right. You're praising God with what's left. Can I preach this thing tonight? But the Lord told Adam, he said, don't worry about it. I know you're in chaos. I know you're in camouflage. I know you're a chameleon trying to fit in. But God says, you can't fix this. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it.
And the Bible said that he found an innocent animal and took his life to restore Adam's life. And it occurred to me, not only does he take the bloody coats of skin to cover Adam's nakedness, suddenly I realized God would cover his nakedness, but he would never cover his fig leaves. Are you trying to get God to cover what you formed? God will not cover what you stitched. He will not cover. He will not cover what you have become. And the reason you're stressed out is because you're uncovered. And the reason you're uncovered is because you've been covering yourself. And God says as long as you cover yourself, he will not cover you. The beauty of you was that you were naked. Because when you were naked, God says that I will cover. I covered you so good you didn't even know you were naked. I covered your vulnerability till you didn't even know you were vulnerable. But now that you got your guard up and your defenses up and now that you're protecting yourself and now that you're getting even and telling everybody off and now that you stop being yourself, God says, if you're going to cover you, I won't cover you. Tonight, I want you to understand one simple thing. In order for Adam to be covered with what God had, he had to take off what he had stitched together. Stand to your feet. Here, here is the dare. Here is the challenge. If you will accept it. Do you have the courage to take off all the things you have become? Do you have the courage when you get home to really be home? Do you have the courage to be present or have you settled to send your representative? I wonder when was the last time you showed up? The kids haven't seen you. <laughs> They've seen your representative. <laughs> your wife doesn't know she's not holding you. She's holding your representative. You haven't been present for years. Your ministry hasn't seen you. It hasn't seen you. It has seen you become them. God can't get the blessing to you because you are hiding behind them. 
you are trying to fit in with them. Come out from among them and be separated, saith the Lord. And I will be your God. He shall be my people. I, I, I apologize. You know, I know we like to dance. And we like to jump. But I have seen people dance in church and go home and commit suicide. I've seen people raise their hands in church and go home and beat their wife. I've seen people passing out communion cups and go home and cuss out their kids. And after 40 years of ministry, I'm tired of religion. Jesus, Jesus did not come to give us religion. He came to give us relationship. We came seeking relationship and we ended up stitched up in religion. You know what to wear on the first Sunday. You know what to wear to fit in. You know where the usher's supposed to stand. You know how to do everything. You know how to run children's church. You know how to prance across the aisle and walk in front of people. You know how to do everything except be yourself. And he told me to tell you why you can't rest. Because you can't find yourself. Reach out and join hands with somebody. And ask them, say, is that you? Is that you? Or who you pretend to be? Because I don't want to join hands with anybody but you. You don't have to be important or special or deep or holy or perfect or powerful or impressive. You just have to be you. You know what to heal your marriage? You. Your representative is losing the battle. You know what will cause the blessing of the Lord to fall like fire tonight? It ain't your preacher. It's not your pastor. It's not your bishop. It's you. If God could see you again, if he could hold you again the vulnerable you <laughs> the imperfect you the you that's not fixed up and not polished and not presentable the you the you the you that he died for the you that he loves the you that he's coming back for squeeze that hand because we got to find him pastor chris one of the strangest scriptures in the bible is that the prodigal son says the weirdest thing 
He took his father's money. He took his father's wealth. He spent it all and rides his living, trying to impress people who were only with him when he was up. When he ran out of money, he ran out of friends. All of them left him. He ended up in the hog pen and there was mud in between his toes and gnats flying around his head. Having lost everything, he said, I found myself. I want to talk to some people tonight who have lost a lot of stuff. Stop grieving over what you lost. Because sometimes you have to lose stuff to find yourself. Squeeze that hand tonight. There's an anointing in this place. Only real people can get it. There's a glory in this place tonight. Only open people can receive it. Whatever you're trying to cover, God has already seen it anyway. He created you. He made you. All things are open before him with whom we have to do. He didn't need you to fix yourself. He needed you to present yourself. A living sacrifice. Holy, not H-O-L-Y. Not just that holy, but holy completely. Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You've been trying to be H-O-L-Y, that's good, but you need to come W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy and completely before him. Just as I am. I'm coming to you right now. Squeeze that hand right now. The anointing of God is in this place. I don't know who this is for, but I feel like you're on the cusp of destiny. You have been predestined to do certain things by a certain age, by a certain time. There is a glory that God wants to release in your life. There's the presence he's been speaking to you about it. Every time you wanted to give up, he said, don't give up. I got something for you. 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 Don't give up. You haven't seen it yet. You haven't tasted it yet. You haven't entered in yet. ready to do something in this place tonight he's getting ready to do something in your life I know you lost some stuff I know some people walked out I know some people let you down but everything you lost was fig leaves everything you lost was fig leaves God's got something better for you God's got something fuller for you squeeze that hand I'm talking to somebody who's standing on the verge of a destiny moment Just when you thought it was too late, just when you thought it was too late, just when you thought it was over, just when you thought it couldn't be done, just when you thought it'll never happen, I'll have to settle for less. God said, if you take off what you put on, I'll give you what I prepared. If you take off what you put on, I'll give you what I prepared. Squeeze that hand tonight. I pray the person you're touching will take the challenge tonight. They might be watching over the internet. I pray you'll take the challenge tonight. Yes, 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 yes. I'm taking it off. I'm through worrying about it. 
I'm taking it off. I'm through being stressed about it. I'm taking it off. I'm going to open my heart again. I'm going to open my head again. I'm going to open my mind again. I'm going to stop pretending. I'm going to be authentic. I'm taking off of these fig leaves and all of this stuff I put on myself. I've changed myself so much I can't even find myself. Tonight at the potter's house, I found myself. I found my peace. I found my joy. I found my contentment. Squeeze that hand. The anointing is in this place right now. The anointing is coming in this place right now. The anointing is going to fall on every real thing. Every real man. Every real woman. It will not fall on your camouflage. It will not fall on a chameleon. Oh, tonight the anointing is looking for you tonight. The glory of the Lord is sweeping this place. The person you're touching is receiving a touch from God. Father, be glorified. I want you to take just a moment and pray for the person you're touching. I want you to rebuke fear. I was afraid. I was afraid of being hurt. I hid. I was afraid of being rejected. I hid. I was afraid people wouldn't like me. I hid. I was afraid they'd fight me. I hid. I want you to rebuke fear tonight. Rebuke doubt. Rebuke stress. Rebuke anxiety. I come against the spirit of depression. It's got to go tonight. It's got to go tonight. We're not going to wear you home tonight. You got to go tonight. Come on, come on, you got 30 seconds. Pray for him. Pray that every yoke, every yoke, every struggle, every stronghold would be broken tonight. Yes. Somebody's getting healed in your hands. Somebody's getting restored in your hands. Somebody's getting refreshed in your hands. Somebody's getting a touch in your hands tonight. The anointing, the anointing, the anointing is in this place. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Just you, just you, just your praise, just your heart, just your love, just your gift, just your talent. You don't have to be anybody else. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to stitch another thing, not another thing, not another thing. Just you. The blessing is coming for you. The blessing is looking for you. Squeeze that hand. The anointing is falling in this place tonight. The anointing is falling. Somebody's going to get filled tonight. Somebody's going to get healed tonight. Somebody's going to get in touch tonight. Stir up the gifts. Stir up the gifts that lie within them. Stir up the joy. Stir up the peace. Stir up the power. Stir it up. Stir it up. Somebody's lost their vigor. Somebody's lost their fight. Somebody's lost their fire. But stir it up! Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here comes revival fire. Here comes revival fire. It's falling in your bones. It's falling in your soul. It's falling in your brain. Here comes revival fire. Yes, let it fall on you. Lift your hands and open your mouth and let it fall on Yes! Yes, it's me, Lord! It's me! It's not my mother! It's not my father! It's not my sister! It's not my brother! It's not my title! It's not my job! It's me! Here I am! Identify yourself! Yes, 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 yes. There is a covering that God is going to cover you with. I'm talking to destiny people. You're getting ready to step into your destiny. You're going to go without fear. You're going to go without anxiety. You're going to go with clear direction. There's a covering that God's getting ready to cover you with. You're getting ready to go into the enemy's camp and take back what he stole from you. God's getting ready to release a covering for you. Thank you, Jesus. A thousand shall fall at thy right side. Ten thousand at your left side. But it will not come nigh you. Because God said he's got you covered tonight. He's got you covered with fresh oil and fresh glory and fresh anointing. You're getting ready to go in. You're not going to go in as somebody else. You're going to go in as yourself. You're coming into your season. You're coming into your harvest. You're coming into a press down, shaking together, running over a supernatural miracle in your life I mean a gully washing blessing I mean a thirst quenching blessing somebody rejoice in the God of your salvation I know I've taken too much time I've got to quit I've got to stop but take one person and take them by both hands and I want you to pray take them by both hands one person by both hands face them face them don't be afraid I want you to pray that everything that God has that everything that God has prepared that everything that God has promised that everything that has been shut up everything that's been held back I want you to pray hallelujah that they're gonna come into a season of release I mean a release like they've never seen before. I want you to declare that they're getting ready to step into their destiny, on their job, in their family, in their marriage, in their life. I want you to decree and declare a supernatural harvest over their life. Come on, don't play with it. I want you to declare it right now in the name of Jesus. Declare it. It shall come to pass. Declare it right now. In the name of Jesus. Your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. God has a blessing for you that's been shut up. He's been waiting on you to come out of your stitches. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. 
in the name of Jesus. You're coming into it now. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Come on, pray with me, church. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I decree a blessing. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and give God the praise and give God the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory, somebody. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory, somebody. Somebody give him the glory. Somebody give him the glory. Somebody give him the glory. Anybody. Anybody. He's got you covered. He's got you covered. He's got you covered. Everything you're worried about, everything you're ashamed of, everything you're stressed about, God said, I already got you covered. All you got to do is praise me like it's already done. Somebody give God, somebody, somebody give God the, somebody give God the, open your mouth and Lift your voice, call out, spread out, give your God the, the devil is trembling, give God the, Glory, 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 glory. Oh, shut up. Hey, 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 hey. you should have killed me when you had the chance. You should have took me out before I came to myself. It's too late tonight. Glory, hallelujah. Tell somebody, it's my destiny to be blessed. It's my destiny to be healed. It's my destiny to be delivered. Give God praise. Give him praise! Give him praise! Don't make him take it! Give him the... Wait a minute! If you're going to dance, dance in your destiny. Dance in your destiny. Dance in what God's about to do in your life. For the next minute, let everything that have breath. 
There will be testimonies after this service. There will be praise reports after this service. There will be creativity and concepts after this service. There will be new direction and new focus after this service. There will be glory breaking out, unexpected glory, unexpected glory. Things that have been held up are going to break loose in the name of Jesus. The missing link, the part you couldn't fix, God just set it in place tonight. If you got a witness on the inside, give him some sort of sign, some kind of shout, some kind of praise, some kind of holler, some kind of no. I prepare to take my seat the real test of deliverance is to do something you couldn't do before Jesus healed one man he told him that thing that was carrying you you carry it take up your bed and walk he told a man with a withered hand stretch forth your hand he told a dead man in a tomb Lazarus come forth Real deliverance is proven when you challenge your limitations. How many people are ready to challenge your limitations? Something you procrastinated about, were afraid of, couldn't do, were intimidated about. I believe that God is going to release you to do it like you have never done it before. A man asked me, he was interviewing me in Florida, and he said, uh, I don't understand you, Reverend. He said, you're, you're out of the box. He said, you do things that preachers shouldn't do. He said, you're making movies. I don't understand you. What you're doing out in Hollywood. You're on TV with that Oprah and Dr. Phil. That's not TVN or CBN. You, you, you got out of your lane. I told him absolutely. There has never been another me. There will never be another me. There has never been another you. There will never be another you. Stop trying to be like them. He says, why did you do it? And I told him, because I could. I did it because I could. I did it because it was within my reach. I did it because it happened in my head before it happened in my life. As a man thinketh, so is he. If you stop thinking like a chameleon, you'll be an original. And you'll take your life where none have ever gone before. I want to consecrate a seed I want to pray over a dream. I want people who understand faith principles. 
I want people who accept the challenge to stretch. I want you to get a faith seed. I'm not telling you how big it could be a thousand dollars. It could be a dollar and 59 cents in a KFC coupon. <laughs> according to the level of your dream, according to the level of your faith. The Lord told me when I was sitting over there to sow a $10,000 seed in this service tonight. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. There's some doors I want to see God open in my life. This is good ground. I said, this is good ground. There's some doors. How many of you are working on something you want to see open up in your life? I'm blessed, but there are some things that I want to see open up in my life that only God can do. And the Lord told me when I find good ground to sow into it. You're watching over the internet. This is good ground. This is a good time. This is a good night. Come out of them stitches. Come out of them stitches. That fear. That limitation. It's withering. You keep on doing what you've always done. You'll always be where you've always been. I know it's not for everybody. But there may be some people in this room that want to stand with me. Maybe you want to stand with $1,000 and join me and give. Maybe you, maybe you can't give on that level. That's okay. It's not a contest. We're not in a race. You want to do 10. You want to do 10 tonight. There's some things that only God can open up that you need God to open up. You know what it is to have something that you can't do by yourself? Come on, hold your hand up. Talk to me. And you need God to do it for you? It might be in your business. It might be in your career. It might be something that God has shown you and everybody's been shutting doors in your face. Shutting doors, shutting doors, shutting doors. And God keeps telling you it's yours, it's yours, it's yours. Let me tell you, that thing's going to break loose. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Maybe there's somebody else I didn't even think to ask that wants to join us in Sotin. You can, you can come on. Come on right now. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to fall out. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to fall out. I'll break something. I'm too old. Thank you, Jesus. I don't fall out now. I ease down. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The kids were talking about dropping it like it's hot. I don't have no trouble dropping it like it's hot. It's getting it back up. I go down good at standing back up where the knees 